This is uh, PHK Theory 2, Unit 2, Part 6, uh, Burn Care. So this is a case review. And uh, let me just read the case, and then we'll discuss what your findings were. So you're called to a construction site for a 32-year-old male with burns to his face. Uh, in terms of chief complaint and history presenting injury, he was uh, tarring a rooftop of a business office. And according to coworkers, he fainted into a bucket of tar. Police have also been called, called, however, because workers said that he and another worker had been arguing intensively for <clears throat> an hour, and some suspected the other worker threw the tar in his face. So actually, no one actually witnessed the syncope, obviously. Uh, the injury occurred about 10 minutes ago. Um, he's alert, but has no recall of the event. His airway is patent. He's a little tachypneic, you notice, and you're unable to palpate a radial pulse. C-spine, we're not worried about. He has no medical history, no meds, no allergies. Vital signs are all uh, reasonable, not within normal limits necessarily, but uh, his rest for 24, his, oh, his, I forgot he was hypotensive. His pressure is 90 on 60. Um, skin's otherwise normal. He's unable to open his eyes because he's got tar on them. Temps 36.2, GCS of 15, 99% um, of room air, blood sugar is 5.2. Now, um, so uh, first question that comes to mind is, how do you give him a GCS of 15 he's, if he's unable to open his eyes? What are your thoughts around that? Yeah. What's that? Okay, so he's fully responsive in every other way, right? He's alert, he's oriented to person, place, and time. We can assume his eyes would normally open if they weren't tarred shut. But uh, so he's GCS of 15 with a caveat, right? GCS of 15 uh, was not designed for all uh, causes of altered mental status. Uh, it's really designed um, fairly specifically for head trauma, stroke, that sort of thing. But um, uh, it's just a GCS of 15 with a caveat there. Uh, now, some people prefer to have uh, a lower GCS with eye um, uh, of one. But the only trouble with that is if you look at the GCS and the eye was one instead of four, it, you know, you start thinking this guy's got an altered mental status when he really doesn't. So probably better just to, uh, uh, just like um, if someone, now if someone's intubated, that's a bit of a different story. They can't talk when they're intubated. Uh, so the question is, you know, what's their, what's their true GCS, uh, pre and post intubation? But in this case, it's fairly straightforward. Okay, so you scanned um, the uh, cardiac rhythm and uh, uh, what are your thoughts on what that ECG is? Yeah. Okay, uh, I mean, um, just as a caveat, we haven't really covered dysrhythmia interpretation, and ST depression is not really uh, a concern right now. I mean, that's something we look at uh, later. Uh, we're more interested in the, the actual rhythm. Do you know what the rhythm was? Do you know what kind of tachycardia by chance? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's an SVT. Uh, I don't expect you guys to know that because we haven't covered off that material, but it's a supraventricular tachycardia. So when you see a really fast uh, heart rate, narrow complex tachycardia without discernible P waves, that's a supraventricular tachycardia. And anyone know what the heart rate is there? Yeah. 232. 232? Okay, that's, yeah. Did it say 232 in the ECG strip? Okay, so, yeah, okay. Uh, so we see this guy, he's got uh, tar burns just to his face. 
I know where else. A little splotch here and there on the. Uh, so what's his um, total percentage body surface area burn? Uh, yeah. You have four point five. Everyone agree with that? Are you sure? As a whole head, only nine percent then. Or is the front of the head 9% and the back of the head 9%? What's that? Four and a half, four and a half? Okay, 4.5. Okay, good. I just want you to be sure. Okay. <coughs> hey, easy with the language of that <laughs> table. Um, and what about, uh, what about precipitating cause? What are your thoughts? Uh, syncope or assault and why? Yeah. So I was leaning towards syncope and one of the reasons apart from his titles is the fact that he was tarring on a roof and you can only do tarring during the summer so it's in a very hot environment and also it's a very efficient taxing and my understanding is syncope usually happens during exertion. Okay. Well, uh, syncope doesn't usually happen during exertion. Uh, but, um, yeah, Ashley? Um, I said syncope because there's no like splatter marks on his face, so like the guy would throw it. And also, he doesn't recall. <coughs> like, if somebody threw a towel at me, I would still remember what happened. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa. Okay. So he's got a low blood pressure, and that's not uncommon following a syncopal episode. Yeah. Yeah, again, we haven't talked about SVT yet, but, but uh, yeah, I like to apply the law of parsimony, or some people pronounce it parsimony, or Occam's razor. The, the simplest answer is probably the most likely correct answer. And he's got SVT. Uh, SVT, with that kind of a heart rate, you get uh, decreased ventricular filling time, so consequently decreased cardiac output, and they get lightheaded. Sometimes they syncopize. So, uh, so now, we can't rule out assault. Uh, so police are there, but if a police officer came to me and said, uh, do you think this was a fainting or do you think it was assault? Uh, my answer would be uh, most likely a fainting because of the following, but uh, can't rule out assault. So that, uh, that basically gives the cop some idea, but um, doesn't stop the police officer from conducting further investigation. But uh, I wouldn't hesitate to say that um, most likely uh, was because of his really fast heartbeat. Right? Um, now, if he were, you know, seems to think later that this guy threw um, tar at him, that's between him and the cops, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd probably go with the syncope. The simplest answer is the most uh, accurate. And what do you do in terms of treatment for this guy? Yeah, you got to irrigate. It's all it's all you got. It's all you can do. You got to irrigate. Try to cool it down. Just know that you know when you're cooling tar burns, uh, you're cooling the tar, and the heat may still be trapped underneath the tar. But that's all you can do is is cool it down. In hospital, they'll apply mineral oils, a special a particular type of oil, to try to get that off. But um, um, 
cooling is is really all you have at your disposal. So that's what you do: you just irrigate, irrigate, irrigate. Yep. Um, would you be worried about his airway? What 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 would worry you about his airway? Yeah, swallowing tar, maybe. Um, and how would you rule in, rule out uh, airway burns? Tar, you probably see tar. Yeah, get him to open his mouth. You want him to open his mouth anyway, so it doesn't seal shut. Presumably, since he's talking to you, his mouth is staying open. Uh, you know, we know he's oriented to process place and time, but take a look at his tongue. Ask him to stick his tongue out. Um, you know, try to take a closer look at the back of his throat. I wouldn't stick anything in his mouth, but <coughs> if you don't see uh, any tar in the mouth, you're probably not too worried about the cords, the vocal cords. Uh, you worry more about vocal cords for steam injuries or, you know, inhalation of toxic gases or something. But, uh, and m more commonly airway burns we see in thermal injuries um, and f flash injuries or, f or steam injuries rather than um, uh, tar. <coughs> so I wouldn't be too worried about this guy's airway, particularly if his voice sounds normal. If his voice sounded hoarse, I would be, I'd be wondering, you know, why is your voice hoarse? That would be a bit of a concern. <coughs> uh, so yeah, just cool him down. Yeah. Any questions about that case? No? Okay. Thanks for taking part in my experiment.